Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed like to take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie? Look what I become. I'm the under one. So Peter Thiel, who is a supporter of Ron DeSantis, comes out and says Peter Thiel likes Ron DeSantis for president, but has one worry. This is a Daily Beast story, has one worry. What's the worry that, Ron, uh, that Peter Thiel has? This is a very smart guy. Peter Thiel, Republican megadonor Peter Thiel sees potential in Ron DeSantis saying that the Florida governor would make a terrific president, but he did say that he liked DeSantis as the GOP nominee with one stipulation. If he's a Republican nominee, I will strongly support him in 2024, but I do worry that focusing on the woke issue is ground zero, uh, uh, as ground zero is not quite enough. DeSantis's war on wokeness has been the crux of his political platform as of late. He infamously touted Florida as a place where woke goes to die in a January speech, support the anti-LGBTQ policies such as the don't, don't say gay bill law, have largely defined his tenure as governor. In fact, that's, it's that very law that landed him in the ongoing feud with Disney, which has drawn the ire of old school conservatives who uh, believe the governor shouldn't be so willing to piss off a big corporation. Okay, fine. So he says this, yet his friend Dave Rubin moved his podcast here and lives in Miami, feels safe over here. Dave Rubin's very close to Ron DeSantis. Dave is part of the LGBTQ community as a man that identifies himself as a, uh, gay, a man. gay man. And we, we've had him on. We were just with him, I think, two weeks ago or something like that. And we like so, Dave a lot. Yeah, I love so, him. So even a Peter Thiel saying this, and then Peter Thiel said five years ago, if I was moving here from Silicon Valley, I would have gotten a house for nothing. Today, whatever you paid for a house in Miami is now four times the price. There is no point of moving from Silicon Valley here to Miami because the houses are just as expensive as, as they are in Silicon Valley. This is something DeSantis is yeah, going to be having to deal with. Yeah, stay in Silicon Valley, by yeah. the way. And, and so, so, so again, what, what, what he is saying, he is saying the people that don't like it are leaving. So this kind of validates a part of, you know, that... That community, the whole woke thing, I think a lot of parents are sitting on, listen, he got criticism for the whole six-week thing with the abortion. That was a, a lot of Republicans said, what are you doing? Like, I, I talk to wives and mothers, and they're Republican, they're conservative. They, say, they said, what was the point of doing that? that? That was like the first time we saw he missed the mark when he did that. You didn't need to do that. There was no winning with that. Did you end up winning the biggest, biggest, biggest conservative Republicans? What percentage is that, 5% now, 10% now? You didn't need to do that. Fine. That was a, he missed that one. But in this year, parents are liking the fact that there's somebody who has the audacity to go up against the Disney's, to go up against what they're trying to do in schools. So there is a community that's supporting what he's doing, but even Peter Thiel's giving him some criticism. I think I think Thiel's wrong. I mean, you, you look at the double, di- you look at the million million vote victory margin for Ron DeSantis as governor. You look at the mass exodus from New York and California into Florida, and then I think second place is Texas. Uh, Ron DeSantis is the best governor this country has. Right. I agree. So 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 me me saying where's on, on the issue of Jazz Jennings being horribly misconstrued to imply that I'm like, I think he's doing a bad job. I think he's doing a fantastic job. The question is, on this one moral issue that's been happening to go viral, what's what what's their current position that it's too late, that the abuse that may be happening ongoing in Florida, it's too late. Now, I think the issue is 
it's a it's a very very dangerous subject. You know, Ron DeSantis and his administration are willing to to tackle these issues loudly and clearly, but not a mainstream celebrity personality. It's too much for them. They can't handle that kind of heat. I that's not a consideration for me when it comes to an issue of morality. I don't think so. You're saying he's afraid to go after mainstream media. You think Jazz Jennings is that big of a mainstream person? This guy's going after Disney. He, then why no knock on the door? He's causing the greatest Miami Heat of all time to leave Miami, bro. Why, there's why, not why 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 the negative reaction so heavily from his PR people? Maybe maybe they have looked at it with their legal team and they're saying there's nothing here. Why don't it's they a, say that? Maybe they don't want to say it for different reasons. Maybe they don't want to say it because they're dealing with other things. Maybe they're sitting there saying this isn't something that we want to tackle right now. Then why it, not just not respond at all? It, uh, by the way, if there's anything, I will uh, be on the same page with you. I don't think they have the best marketing team. So, mm -hmm. so that that's a whole different thing. Where uh, for me, I think they can hire a much better marketing team than what they have right now. We'll criticize that nonstop all day. You know, uh, until they either hear it or they do something about it. This marketing team is not going to take them to the next level. They need a real market. Like, you need to have real marketers. They don't have marketing. They're playing the the safe game too and just to too best. protective. And it's kind of yep. like, let it rip. Let's go. So, anyways. Ron, when, when, when Trump was facing the indictment, Ron DeSantis, if I, here's, what, here's what I'd do if I was governor. And he, he, I'm not saying I'm right about everything. You can say I'm wrong. I'd have got up at the podium and say, mark my words. There will not be an, uh, an extradition of Donald Trump from my state. No finger will be laid on this man. Thank you and have a nice day. Instead, he's like, I don't know what goes into paying off a, uh, a porn star. I'm not going to be involved in this. And I just thought that was particularly weak. In you know, so um, what do I like about Trump? The reason I'd vote for him, not because I think he's the greatest leader we've ever had. I think his foreign policy has been absolutely fantastic, considering the presidents we've had in the past. Obama, like, blown up kids, like Abdul Rahman al a 16-year-old American citizen we murdered. Anyway... Uh, Donald Trump's going to fire everybody. He wants revenge. And I think if the one thing I can get out of the next presidency is the purging of the of the bureaucratic class, this country will be better off for it. I don't know if Ron DeSantis would do that. I think he's a negotiator. I think he's going to go in and say, how can we make this clean? And, th and it's going to be like Trump's first term all over again. They're going to attack him. They're going to smear him. They're going to lie. They're going to get their key positioned people to, to sludge everything up. I think at this point with Donald Trump, he's, he's unleashed. He's so angry. He's been slighted. He's been lied about. They've impeached him. They're trying to criminally uh, prosecute. They're, they're, they're prosecuting him in, in New York. They're trying to get him in D.C. They're trying to get him in Georgia. Now they're accusing him of a 30-year-old rape case. I mean, these people are relentless. And almost every single time these stories turn out to be fake or even worse, it's them. I mean, the Alpha Bank Russia stuff was a lie. Trump being a Soviet asset. Jonathan Chait, congratulations. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard on cable TV. All of it a lie. Ukraine Gate, Joe Biden saying, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you're not getting a billion dollars, which he admitted to at a CFR <laughs> meeting. Everything they say about Trump turns out to be a mi mis misconstrued. I think Trump gets elected. He walks in and says, I don't care how. I don't care uh, uh, why. We are going to terminate these people. We're going to send them out with nice little boxes full of their belongings, and we're going to we're going to figure out how to do it. He wants schedule F. That's the number one thing this country needs right now. I don't think DeSantis does it. So uh, uh, I got a question for you with that. So the, uh, uh, Fox is now paying what seven eighty seven to a Dominion, whatever the number is. It's a big number. They're paying oh, yeah. the biggest ever. Twenty percent their savings, four billion in the bank. They're paying seven eighty seven. There's a lot of different stories. Why, Tim? All of these things that they got wrong on the left. Russia collusion, you know, he did this. He, I mean, one after another after another, impeaching him twice, just trying to publicly humiliate him nonstop, right? The vaccine comes two days after election. You know, everything was timed in such a weird way to want to hurt the guy. If Fox is paying 787 and CNN, 
MSNBC, ABC, CBS, all of these guys kept talking, Russia, 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 Russia. Isn't that a case to sue them for fake news and make them do a similar thing that happened with Fox? And if yes, why don't they do it? <clears throat> oh, I mean, they're so much better at this than conservatives and the right. If you come out and you make a statement that is opinion about Donald Trump, who's going to, what are you going to sue? We got Times v. Sullivan. You're not going to get anywhere. Fox News made statements about a massive multinational corporation. Well, a massive multinational corporation is going to fire back with all of their resources, and they're going to win. You mean Dominion in this Dominion, case? Dominion, obviously. Right. And not, not, not to mention, I think— and There's the claims, also the Smartmatic lawsuit that's happening right, right. behind that, on the heels of that. It, it, these, these, uh, these Fox personalities who, who came out and, and made these claims or, or, or pushed them or brought people on, it's just—these it's, it's a, it's a, are, these are fact statements about companies that had limited basis in reality. Right. Limited in that they'll take a morsel of truth. They'll stretch it out. I think Fox was interested in fanning the flames of their base to to tell this story. And it backfires. You get a similar thing with CNN, and MSNBC. But but these people are very clever in how they how they do it and how they've always done it. Selectively editing a video and targeting Donald Trump. OK, Donald Trump as an individual is going to have a lot harder of a time suing 17 news organizations. But here's the best part. Fox has the only news organization or the, the principal news organization that was having these conversations about Dominion puts them in a particularly weak state. There was a story that NBC News wrote about me that was fabricated. They then deleted the source from the, the article. However, too late, several other articles copied the story and reposted it, creating a circular news reference where, hey, look, man, we didn't say it. We reported that news organization A said it. You can't sue us. Hmm. Then, and, and they'll say it's a fact statement. It's, it is a, it, you know, if I file a lawsuit against them, it's going to cost me hard grand for, for just launching the suit against all these different organizations, 17 of them. And then all they have to do is say, Your Honor, we are simply reporting what the New York Times said. It is not our statement. And the New York Times will say, Your Honor, we're simply reporting what Washington Post said. And the Washington Post will say what NBC said. And NBC, NBC will say what the New York Times said, creating a circular loop of, of lies that you're, you're, it's impossible to fight against. Are you using it as a metaphor? Is basically that's what would happen with, if Trump <clears throat> tried to do a lawsuit against the mainstream media, they would basically do exactly what you just said? The gist of it, it gets more complicated. I mean, these are, these are uh, it, it, it'll, it'll come down to uh, individual circumstance. I'll, I'll give you one example of right now, Tucker Carlson, what CNN did. They're very clever, these people. Uh, Tucker Carlson has that viral text message where he said, this is not how white men fight. The text message was in its entirety, Tucker Carlson saying he was watching a video of a guy being beaten and he found himself cheering for it until he realized it's a horrible thing to think people shouldn't think these things and that I, you know, I don't want to be this. CNN did a very clever thing where they took the first half, which sounds very, very horrible, put it at the top of the article, filled the rest of the article with regurgitated facts about Dominion, the lawsuit, statements that nobody wants to reread for the 18th time, and then the conclusion of Tucker's statement at the bottom. I think this might actually be the article. Is this the article? So you see the first quote right there in the second paragraph. A couple of weeks ago, I was watching a few people fighting on the street in Washington. You then, they stop it. I could taste it. They stop the quote. The next up, you'll notice the next several hundred words are just old news nobody wants to reread. You then scroll to the bottom and see the conclusion. Look how far down you got it. The conclusion. Somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. The reason is these news organizations know the percentage to which people will read these articles. I believe there's a possibility this is intentionally formatted in such a strange way to break apart Tucker Carlson's quotes, put old news in between so that the average person stops reading and says, 
I already know this, and leaves. Mm -hmm. The only impression in their mind, Tucker Carlson cheered, Carlson cheered for the death of an, of an individual. This is how the media gets away with lying, but you can't sue them over it. Like, look what Media Matters said about me. Tim Pool says an evil, you know, evil people are ruling the world or whatever. Yeah, if I went to Greta Thunberg and said, do you think oil companies are in control of the world? She'd say, absolutely. They, they have politicians. Do you think they're evil? Yes, of course they are. Okay. But you see how they do it? <laughs> Secretly controlling the world. The That's media, the media for you. They, they, are, they are factual but not truthful. Can I go back to, to, your, to, your, to your Trump, Michael Malice, who was on here not too long ago? Funny guy. Um, go back to your Trump statement. So let's say I agree with you. Let's say a lot of people agree with you about basically the media has been coming after him and then <clears throat> everything that came with Russiagate and everything that happened with January 6th, everything, 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 we're all on the same page there. We don't need to relitigate that. And then he does get reelected and he does come back and drain the swamp again. You Basically, you're in favor of him firing everybody, starting over again, which I think a lot of people would like to see. What I want to ask you is because someone who's not on Team Trump, you're not on Team DeSantis, you're on Team Logic at this point, Give me the other side of it, right? The good would be fire everybody, start over, like have people held accountable. Give me the other side of a mean, vindictive, angry Trump looking for retribution, and rightfully so in some cases. How would that affect America in some regard? You know, if, if, if Trump comes in and says, it's payback time, bitches, what would that look like for America? Great. It would be the best thing ever. I don't think there's a negative. I think what we're talking about is a bunch of kids playing on a playground, a bunch of bullies who have been going around shoving the kids in the mud. They shove Donald Trump in the mud and he gets up and says it's payback. And all the kids are sitting on the playground watching this one guy go back and get revenge on the bullies. Hmm. And I don't think it affects us in the negative at all. In fact, I think it'll make things better. I think he'll secure our borders. I think the economy will greatly improve. I think he'll bring jobs back. I think you take a look at the foreign policy of Donald Trump. And uh, I didn't vote for Trump in 2016. I thought he was despicable. Um, then he started enacting policies that I was very happy to see. And I still found him to be quite despicable. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a potty mouth guy. He's nasty. He imitated body slamming a journalist. And I'm like, I don't mm -hmm. care if you don't like reporters. I don't like the corporate press. You don't, don't do that. Um, but, you know, I remember uh, first, simply, Abraham Accords, historical, amazing, um, crossing the DMZ into North Korea with no security detail, one of the greatest acts of leadership I have seen in my life and I think should be uh, in any other circumstance, they would, they would be writing about it. It would be the, one of the most proud moments of the United States. Donald Trump entered North Korea, enemy territory, with no security detail, with Kim Jong-un surrounded by North Korean soldiers. And it was funny when I watched that happen, having a family history that goes uh, to Korea and what that means to, to, to me. And I was nearly brought to tears, and then the media insulted Donald Trump over that. And that really pissed me off. Hmm. When Barack Obama was president, he uh, ordered a drone strike on a civilian restaurant in Yemen, a country we are not at war with, which killed Abdulrahman Alalaki, a 16-year-old American citizen. No one bats an eye. He also killed Anwar Alalaki. In the argument, he was a jihadi, so it's war, so it's justified. I still don't think you can kill Americans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply citizens just because we're at war bombing a country we're not at war with you know what 
people come to me and say, Tim, it's war. We're dealing with terrorist factions. We've got allies in the region. It's conflict. You cannot claim it's murder. And I'm just like, I guess. But don't come to me and then insult Donald Trump for negotiating with Kim Jong-un when you were bombing civilians. Mm-hmm. So I look at the North Korea thing and it's, and it's, I wonder if, I, I wonder about the, the perspectives of other people who know exactly what it is to have a family saying, here's where we're from. Here's the town your grandfather grew up in. Cause I have that somewhat on one side of my family and not on the other. Cause I hear the story of, oh, you know, your, your great grandfather was from this, this town in North Korea, but we have no idea because since the, since the splitting of the, of the country, that's it. We're mm-hmm. cut off. Let me give you some credit. Um, and I'll tell you why I want to give you credit. Is because Pat started the entire podcast with basically your evolution politically, right? Ideologi- ideologically, you've been all over the map and you're, you're kind of finding your, your groove right now. But what you're able to do is you're able to separate personality from policy. And most people in America are just straight up voting for their team. They're voting for their jersey. They're voting for the personality they agree with. They don't go through the nuance of policy right here. And essentially what you're saying is you... You actually, to use your words, you actually found him to be disgusting and vulgar and a whole host of words. I think you said despicable at one point, but you still vote for him because you're able to separate the personality from the policy. Why can't most people do that? I mean, humans are social creatures. You know, we 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 don't know everything about everything. Uh, The average person doesn't know what's going on in the world because it's not their job to. And I don't blame them for it. I'm not going to ask a plumber to read the news 24-7 all day, every day like I do. And so the best thing they can do is say, do I trust this guy? Does he appear genuine to me? Barack Obama very much did so. And for me, coming off of the Bush years of war and and, and military expansion in the Middle East, which was unjustified, to then be told Obama was the guy who was going to put a stop to the unjust wars, to see him ramp it up, and then to, to bomb kids. The disposition, the, the, Obama had something called the disposition matrix, the kill list. I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah. with. Every Tuesday, they'd give him baseball card style sheets saying, like, who do you want to kill? He made the decision to kill Kobe. Several. Kobe had one too. Kobe had what? Kobe Bryant had This is a different story. He's throwing you off. He's throwing you off. And so I just see that and I'm like, I was lied to. It's all the same. What's the point? 2016 comes around. Donald Trump's running against Hillary. And I was just laughing the whole time. I was like, this is America. The reality (laughs) TV real estate mogul against the deep state witch who said she did not care if we went to war with Russia because she wanted to own Syria. What a disgusting person. And uh, then Donald Trump gets in. But you didn't and vote for Trump. I did at 16. not vote for him in 2016. And I assume you didn't vote for her either, though. Oh, absolutely. Oh, no way. Not, not the witch. So you, would, you if, voted third party? No, I didn't vote. Oh, I said, wow. what's the point? And uh, probably looking back on it, I mean, it, who was it? Um, who was the libertarian? Uh, Before not, Joe Jorgensen, Gary, it Gary was Johnson. Uh, Gary Johnson, yeah. <laughs> and then he had the Aleppo moment. What is Aleppo? He didn't and even know the fucking like, city yeah. where we were and, and Tim, it's crazy that you say that about Barack doing all the war and all the bombing of the innocent kids. Trump crossed the DMZ and shook hands and everything. Guess who got the Nobel Peace Prize? Obama got the <laughs> Peace point, Prize. Benny. Donald Trump drone struck a bunch of countries. Drone struck or whatever the word. Uh, yeah. Donald Trump uh, ordered a commando raid in Yemen, which, according to family members, resulted in the death of Abdulrahman Al-Awlaki's seven-year-old sister, an American citizen. So there's there's challenges even with Donald Trump. So that's why, that's why I'm like, look, you know, you, you're, you're never going to find someone who is a saint who's doing everything right. right. However, Donald Trump, no new wars. Donald Trump, Abraham Accords. Donald Trump, withdrawal from, Af- uh, well, the timeline for the withdrawal from yeah. Afghanistan, mm-hmm. butchered by, by uh, Joe Biden. 
the dismantling of ISIS, the crushing of ISIS, the removal of our troops from Syria, despite the fact that the U.S. Uh, top brass lied to us and Donald Trump to keep troops in Syria. And then as soon as Biden gets in, troops go right back in. The challenging thing for the American people is there's no way they're going to know about the history of the region. There's no way I could. And there's no way they're going to know about why we're at war in, in Ukraine. So all they can really do is say, am I with the, the, am I with the people or am I against the people? What I view as the woke left is not ideological. The, the woke to me means cult-like adherence to liberal social orthodoxy crafted by social media algorithms. That's why they're somewhat Marxist, but also pro-war in Ukraine. Ukraine has supporting war in Ukraine has no basis in critical theory or anything like that. So you have these right-wing academics and, and liberal academics who are like, "Oh, woke means Marxist and all that." And I'm like, it doesn't explain why they're so supportive of going to war in Ukraine. Like, it's really just adherence to the social orthodoxy because it's a survival tactic of, of human beings. I think if the average person actually knew what was going on, they would all immediately oppose the war in Ukraine. They would, I mean, you don't got to like Vladimir Putin. They would immediately agree with Donald Trump on mo most of his foreign policy. They'd probably vote for him again. But most people don't know that. They rely on the lies of people like Hillary Clinton, Blinken, or, or Joe Biden. And that's the challenge. What can you expect them to do if they don't have the time to read all of these news reports, all of these scientific studies? What, what can they do? But this goes back to Pat's initial point. Go buy a fucking media outlet and get your narrative out there. Yeah. But, you know, just like we to circle back to Vice, George Soros is funding Vice. I mean, not He's like been. not a Jeff Bezos, WAPO, anything like that. I mean, extreme far left. So you kind of said that Republicans are just kind of minding their own business. They're buying buildings. They're buying businesses. They're buying uh, corporations, yeah, but they're not buying awful. media outlets. That, like Trump's not a Republican. He's an insurgent candidate who entered the Republican Party because it was the only path to win. He was a moderate New York liberal. And even Vox.com in 2015 and 2016 called Trump a moderate candidate. And if Trump wasn't a billionaire, he probably could run as a Democrat and win. The problem is tax the rich, Bernie Sanders, he wasn't going to get that base. Mm -hmm. So Trump campaigned for the lost Americans, people who never voted before and independent voters, and he won them over. They come into the Republican Party and start pushing people out. Trump also converted 9 million Obama voters into mm -hmm. Republican voters. This pushes the Republican establishment back. Trump would not have won among Republican establishment voters, hence why you see people like Bill Kristol and, and uh, you know, the Lincoln Project people now supporting mm -hmm. Democrat candidates because that's closer to where they were in terms of establishment politics. Yeah. Could you imagine? Uh, this is why people were so aligned with either a Bernie or a Trump back in 2016. So, you know, it's funny he's saying that Trump claims, you know, he would end the war in Ukraine and one day it would be easy. This is the story from Independent. <clears throat> Trump claimed he would end the Russia war if he was president. The former president described the situation as a disaster. If I were president and I say this, I will end the war in one day. It would take 24 hours. I know Zelensky well. I know Putin well. I would get that ended in a period of 24 hours. It would be easy. The deal would be easy. Would you, do you agree with 100%. me? 100%. Tell me why. Trump's going to go to Putin and say, we are ending all support for the Ukrainians in this in this matter. What Here's the concessions we're going to make. I imagine what people need to understand about what this means, Trump likely hands over Donbass to, to Russia, hands over Sevastopol, Crimea to Russia, confirmed, done, end of story. The, 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 the history of what's going on in this region is very, very complicated. The average person probably doesn't know. And I can only go so far back. There's uh, something called the Qatar Turkey Pipeline. Back in 2009, the CIA intended to oust the Assad regime uh, because they would not allow us to build a, a natural gas pipeline through Syria, Turkey, into Europe to offset Russia's natural gas monopoly in Ukraine. So what ends up happening is 
Western powers go to Syria and say, hey, we want to build this pipeline. It's going to go through Syria, through Turkey. They say, no, explicitly, we are allied with Russia, and that would be against their interests. What then happens is, uh, I think it was Iran and, uh, and Russia say, let's build our own version of this pipeline, tapping the same natural gas source and running it up, bolstering our natural gas control into Europe. There's a lot of reasons for why the, the West was upset about it. One of them is that the, the, the point of the EU and the reason they want cheap energy is so they can, economic, they can develop economically faster to compete with China. When they were looking at this massive dependence on high-cost Russian natural gas and an inability to get any alternatives into Europe, they said, let's end Syria. Fortunately for the West, a civil war just happened to have broken out, you know, for whatever reason, and we were on the opposite side of that. ISIS then emerges, Syria destabilizes. How very convenient. Joe Biden, a form, uh, Joe Biden's son, becomes a board member at an energy company in Ukraine. Surprise, surprise. Also, a former CIA director is also on the board of Burisma. Joe Biden then goes to Ukraine and tells the president, if you don't fire the prosecutor, Victor Shokin, you're not getting a billion dollars in loan guarantees, which is illegal, I might add. The, the vice president does not have the authority to stop congressionally approved loan guarantees to another country. But hey, they impeached Donald Trump for that. But you don't care that Joe Biden did it. I think the the, the the principal reason of what's happening here is we, Russia is impeding our ability to expand in Europe economically. Nord Stream 2, for instance, who blew that up? Likely, uh, I think, what are they saying? Navy SEALs, probably. Uh, I think they're saying it was CIA assisted. Somebody. And it was like uh, the, the British, perhaps. Um, yeah. I got to follow they up. They don't have a clear answer, is I think no, the bottom well, line there. But it's not We're Russia. Not stupid. Yeah, Russia's, Russia's not, not blowing up their own pipeline. Yeah. That's correct. ridiculous. Yeah. But all of this is it's very obvious. We, that we have a dependence on Russian gas we're trying to resist. And so what happens with Ukraine, NATO's been expanding into Eastern Europe for a very, very long time. Estonia, Latvia, on the border of Russia. Russia has its only warm water port in Sevastopol, Crimea, which gives them access to the Black Sea, to the Mediterranean, and then outward. A lot of trade goes through there. And then what happens? The Euromaidan protests emerge, and the people of Ukraine are now split. Pro-Russia, pro-EU. Most of them leaning towards pro-EU. That's, that's what I've seen from the data. And in my personal experience, having been on the ground when that was happening and talking to the people of Kiev, even random people saying, we don't trust Russia. We know the history of the Soviet Union, the Holodomor. We want to be with the EU. So when Russia sees that happening, what people need to understand is that, uh, shout out to Dave Smith, Russia did not, in the immediate, invade, quote-unquote, this is back in, I think, 2014, they were already in Crimea, mm -hmm. in Sevastopol. They simply walked out of the base and said, hey, we're here. Now, you can argue the referendum was fake and all that, but what do you think Russia is going to do if NATO seeks to expand into a country and the EU when that's their only warm water port and access to the Black Sea? I mean— It's fight. It's fight. You, it's, fight time. It's, it's fight time. That's yep. it. So you can argue that Russia started the fight. You can argue—and people say, no, NATO did. People say, no, Russia did. I'm like, dude— if, if Russia started putting troops in Mexico and then threatened to cut off the U.S. axis in the Gulf, the U.S. is going to be them fighting words. Yep. And then especially if, if more, more importantly, if Russia already controlled a large portion of the border, like NATO controls, you know, NATO is in Estonia and Latvia, Russia is already angry about this. It, 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 you, you, it doesn't matter who you blame. It matters. A fight will happen. And that's where we are. I think Trump goes in, negotiates. It pisses off uh, Ukraine. It pisses off Russia, but it ends the fight. So, but Number, uh, not, not, and just really quick, I will forget. But uh, so, Tim, if Trump doesn't come in and Trump doesn't win, do you think war with Russia is inevitable with the way that things we're are going on with Russia? I, I agree, but I'm saying the U.S. All troops are already on the ground. Hundred percent. The the first we got the story from the Intercept, they kept denying it. 
it's um it's not it's not it's not like it's the most people in the world. I think it's a, it's special force. It's NATO special forces and the several dozen. Yeah. Uh, but now it's been it's been leaked. It's 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 true. The U.S. is providing intelligence to you. Here, here's here's what's happening, right? Yo, if if you and your neighbor are fighting with each other, and then I walk up to you and I hand you a big old pile of rocks and I tell you where to throw them, do you think your neighbor is going to be like, that guy's not involved at all? <laughs> He's going to be like, this dude is the one. Ar <laughs> so we're arming Ukraine. We're telling them where to shoot their missiles. Yeah. The United States provided the intel to Ukraine to sink the Black Sea flagship of Russia. The idea that Russia, as Putin is going, man, how is, how is Ukraine beating us? It's absurd. Putin is saying NATO is at war with us using the Ukrainians as cannon fodder. American citizens, as quote unquote volunteers, military trained and armed, are on the ground. In, 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 it's, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. But people live in this reality where because there's no formal declaration, that means United States veteran troops armed by the United States, that means we're not actually at war. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, dude, you can't have PM private military contractors, quote unquote volunteers from the United States and Western countries fighting a war funded by you, armed by you, and then expect to believe Russia thinks they're not fighting you. Like Russia and Russian television outright said, we are at war with NATO. And I, and I do believe that Putin will use nuclear weapons, but people need to understand nuclear weapon does not mean ICBM raining hellfire in a city. Sure. Tactical nuclear artillery. Did you did you see what happened? Of course, the bubble, the the what do you call it now? The balloon that came down and attempted. Uh, so do you have a clip, yeah. Rob? If the, you can, uh, a little drone, a drone, drone coming down. Uh, Tim, if you can look at this here, uh, Tim, right here. <laughs> oh, right, the Kremlin. Uh, is it, so while while you're finding that, can you go find the uh, the video of um, of the bubble coming in? Uh, uh, okay, got it. If you can, okay, yeah, play that if you can, so the audience can see it. Oh, the drone strike. Yeah, this awesome. just happened a couple days ago. Two okay, so so question. Who's involved? Well, you know, this is Putin doing it because he wants to say that there's an attack so he can use this as a uh, leverage point to attack uh, Ukraine and he can say, well, I'm just reacting to it. No, it was really, they were attempting to do, to go after him. You know, uh, uh, th th this was Ukraine's job. You know, they're trying to get him to an attempt on assassination. Well, if that is the case, why would you do that? Wait, that's not even that big. That's not a big deal. That's not how you're going to kill the guy. No, it was U.S. involved. No, it's an outsider. No, it's just, what, and what do you think all this stuff here with this, with this balloon here? First, it doesn't matter who did it or why they did it. All that matters is there's a video. Russia said the U.S. did it. Russia will escalate on that pretext. We can then get into the argument of, you know, did he fake it? Did he not? I think people underestimate uh, what we're seeing, you know, the conversation we've had is like, what is that even doing? What is that small thing? Why did it explode where it exploded? Well, I believe they shot it down. But uh, the scary thing about these drones is they can carry powerful explosives. They can swarm. This, it, it could be a false flag. There's no, there's no real way to know. It could be Russia saying, send in a single drone. My question is, if it was Ukraine, how did they launch this attack? Where did they launch it from? But it does fall in line with, with what you would actually expect to see in terms of this kind of warfare. You're not going to see Ukraine firing missiles from Ukrainian territory into the air, mm. targeting Moscow or anything like that. Yeah. You're going to see guerrilla tactics and small-scale insurgency-style sabotage and, and attacks like this. This could have been a Ukrainian, uh, a Ukrainian or a Ukrainian-sympathetic Russian or any other foreign uh, mercenary who had a drone. We, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how big that drone was. I'm not sure if it was the size of a car or whatever. But you can, you can do these things with very small consumer drones. They can carry explosives. It's terrifying. It could be that someone... James Bond style, 
And went, who, went to Moscow, put the thing on the ground, ran away, and yeah. then waited an hour, and then someone remotely activated, launched it, and went and tried to take out Putin. Yeah, and mind you, that whoever was flying, I mean, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't even make the flag go down. It didn't even really penetrate anything. So whoever was no dry, one's, no flying, one's, no one's flying it. Yeah, probably nobody, just by itself. Automatic. People have said. Um, you know, cut off the signal. Now, these things have a GPS in them. It knows where it is and where it needs to go. Even if you cut off its access to GPS and the internet, it it's already gone. has a mapped trajectory. In well, the, only, the only thing I'm saying is, let's play uh, uh, propaganda, okay? If you're Putin and you're behind this and you did this and then you attack Ukraine, guess what you can say? Listen, you don't do that to us. You're going to allow them to do something like that to us? We have to stay strong. We can't have them think about this. So what prompted me showing this clip is when you said, I think Putin is going to use nuclear, and nuclear is not what you think it is, that all the stuff you're going through. Okay, if, if NATO keeps pushing the envelope and they're getting involved and they're saying, no, we're not involved, no, no, we're not involved, no, we're not. No, listen, you're involved, and this is a war that it's you against Russia. It's not really – I saw something the other day, a picture of a great funny meme uh, that says uh, – uh, let me show you how to work from home and make $40 billion. And it's a picture of Zelensky. I don't know if you guys oh, really? seen this or not. It's freaking hilarious. That is hilarious. I'll, 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 I'll send it to you, Rob. You have to show this. It's one of the funnier memes I've seen this week. I sent it to Mario. <laughs> this tells you how much Mario loves politics. Mario says, Pat, I don't get it. I'm like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a uh, Rob, I'll send it to uh, I'll text it to you. It's, it's worth watching. So, But the point is, if, if I'm Russia and I did this intentional, intentionally, to attack, if in the next three, four, five days, Russia does attack Ukraine in a major way, I mean, there's got to be a percentage to be thinking about this was strategic. I don't, I don't know if it was a false flag. I mean, I'll, I'll, I can go back and forth because it's impossible to know. But I think Russia would have already made a declaration if they they said the U.S. was behind this. They're the ones in, 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 who, are, who are pushing this. This is actually really, really bad for Russia if they're unprepared for full-scale full scale war with NATO. So the, the, the strategy, man, it could go a million ways. Let's imagine this scenario. The United States wants to force Russia to, to declare war on us so that we can formally enter, so that the United States can take all of everything it has and put it in Ukraine. How do you make that happen? This is the worst thing that could have ha happened to Putin. A pathetic failed attempt, which they are now forced to say was us, and they will do nothing about it. I think that if it was actually a false flag, they'd probably, I don't know, crash a plane into the Kremlin or something, like, like blow up a large portion of it with a cruise missile, and then say, they, they directly attacked us, it's there, look, it's on camera, they'd blast the video everywhere. This is a pathetic little drone, two of them blowing up and nothing happens. If it was the U.S. who did it, hmm. and Russia said it is, here's the world stage. The United States, according to Russia, just tried to kill its president, and Russia says, we can't do anything about it makes them look weak, and it's going to scare their allies, thinking they're, they're, they're going to lose this one. Who am I betting on? Which horse? So that's why, I, you know, I, ultimately, I don't know. I don't know. I, th I think a false flag from Russia would have been stronger, and they would have immediately made some kind of move. And they don't need an assassination attempt on Putin to justify nuclear artillery use or strikes in, in Ukraine. Yeah. Because striking Ukraine when they're blaming the U.S. doesn't make sense. So, On, on, the, on the premise that they're, lo they're looking weak— you know, I think when this war started, uh, nobody wants to see this war, by the way. I mean, uh, and generally speaking, like people are actually dying on the ground. It's hundreds of thousands of people. It's, it's very sad. But I think when this thing started, we think Russia is just going to pummel Ukraine. They're just going to take over this country. It's done. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward, it's been a year and a half. 
Ukraine's holding its own, apparently. Russia is basically outsourcing half their military or a large portion. There's this Wagner, Wagner group. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever this is, they're basically pulling people out of the fucking prison to start fighting for them. You have mothers protesting that their the sons are dying for a war they don't want any part of. Where'd you hear that? Right. Well, this is mainstream media. Well, this is where you're hearing it from. But th this Wagner, this Wagner group is a real group that they are basically outsourcing. Are they not? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you believe the American corporate press, which I tend to, even though I'm very critical of it, I do fact check these things, and we have to we have to get our information from somewhere. That's a difficult thing to do. Uh, looking at various sources around the world to try and figure out what's true and what's not. If you go to Russian sources, they'll tell you the exact opposite of what you just said. Well, you can't trust anything that comes out of RT or Russian yep. sources. Can you, you? Can't tr can you trust anything coming out of the New York Times and they no. claim that Trump was working for Russia? Yeah. No, and at the same time, Adam, did you don't, did, like, they thought it was going to happen. Like, overnight, he was going to take them over. I don't think anybody expected us to send them billions of dollars, tanks, troops, and all that. I mean, the, the, they're winning. But, but I, the, I, the UK I, I, is sending in depleted uranium uh, tank busters, which Russia has already said that is an escalation to the use of nuclear force. I agree. I guess, I guess my point is I'm, more I'm not saying that I believe believe everything that comes out of the corporate left media at all. I think at this point we've all just, we've realized the, the Russia, Russia, Adam, Russia gate. Adam, when you're well, in the middle of a conversation <laughs> with somebody, <laughs> avoid Adam putting a big a chunk of protein bar that. in your mouth, bro, I'm because <laughs> you sound concerned. Starving. Adam, Sorry. I got something serious to say. Okay. Starving. Eat Sorry. a freaking nougat. <laughs> Rob, show, show, the, show the article but, from Zero my, Hedge. My, my point is this. I'm, I tend to believe... New York Times more than Russian propaganda. I mean, There's levels to lie. Russia, no? Russia calls the New York Times American propaganda. Exactly. So, so Russia has its interests. The U.S. has its interests. I think Putin is a bad dude. I think Putin's a substantially worse dude than Joe Biden is. And I think Joe Biden's a pretty bad dude. Yeah, so man. if I had Joe Biden in front of me and Vladimir Putin in front of me and Joe Biden said, here's what's happening, I'd be like, you know what? I think you're both full of it, but I'm going to go with Biden on this one, even though I don't like the guy. Yeah. So, so I, I agree. But the, the question is, when it comes to the granular nature of all of the news coming out, the U.S. is lying to you, right? You can't trust anything they say. It would be the stupidest military strategy in the world to tell the public what you're doing in war or why you're doing it. You'd lose in two seconds. So that just means whether we like Biden or, or not, we can't trust Russia or the United States corporate press on this one. We can trust to a greater degree people on the ground, but then you're going to get conflicting narratives. The reality is it's called fog of war. We probably won't know. And then whoever wins is going to tell us what we should think. That's how history works. Absolutely. Rika, so here's Zero Hedge article. So former CIA officer says decision to drone attack Kremlin was made by the United States. Former CIA intelligence officer Larry Johnson, different Larry Johnson than Grandmama, says yeah. the decision to yeah. launch a drone attack on the Kremlin was made by the United States. Go a little lower. The Wednesday attack, which was uh, likely to have been targeting Russian uh, President Vladimir Putin, was stopped by... Electronic warfare system which disabled the drones before they could reach their target. According to Johnson, the, uh, the attack must have been spearheaded by the Biden administration and the U.S. military industrial complex because decisions on such attacks are not are made not in Kiev but in Washington. Washington should understand clearly that we know this. Although the attack which Ukraine denied it was involved and failed to accomplish its tactical goal, it was still Highly symbolic, according to Johnson. Can you Google me, Johnson? Go to go to Johnson's Wikipedia real quick. Let me tell you what I'd do. You're in a war, you're in war, and you don't want to be obvious. A false flag could be obvious. The United States says we need to send in more money into Ukraine. How can we accomplish this for the low low cost of two drones? The U.S. stages. A really ridiculous assassination attempt. Yeah. Russia blows it up, tricking Russia into blaming the U.S., and then 
any escalation can be seen, can be can be swung or manipulated into being against the United States, giving the U.S. grounds for a casus belli, a, a cause for war. So if uh, if Russia takes the bait, and then and they're doing it, saying you, the U.S. did this, and they take any action against us, it gives the U.S. what the U.S. wants: cause for war to enter Ukraine. And then they can come to the American people. Every corporate channel will say, I tell you what will happen. YouTube will issue new community guidelines saying, if you support Russian propaganda at a time of war when the U.S. is facing an existential nuclear threat, we will take your videos down. And you'll say, I wonder what that means. It means if you don't support the war, there's no way YouTube is going to let anyone have that conversation if you try and actually talk about what you think may be happening. Yeah, I just looked looked up who this guy is, Larry Johnson, what he's done. He was with the CIA for a few years, got out. He's appeared on NewsHour, Larry King. He's made some comments about Obama in the past before. But Zero Hedge is a very, very credible uh, uh, website that a lot of people in <coughs> many different industries, executive, executives in the financial industry, follow what these guys have to say. Wow. Anyways, let's go to the next story. So a uh, couple... couple uh, 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 super chats I'll read. Here's one from Chris Bradley, $500. Life expectancy in America has been declining since the 80s in comparison to all other industrial industrialized nations. Dr. Shiva is the only U.S. presidential candidate willing to address the real issues as we face a nation. If, you're, if, you're, if you want your children to die sooner, continue to vote left and right. If you want real change, vote, vote Dr. Shiva. Dr. Shiva was a guy that uh, got a lot of momentum during the early stages of COVID with a lot of different names. But here's a question for you. You're seeing uh, uh, RFK. You're seeing Vivek. You're seeing different names coming mm. in. You know, RFK is now in the conversations. We're, you know, scheduling something Marianne for Williams a podcast. fantastic, by the way. So, so the question will be, that, what are some wild cards that we're not even – Chris Christie says in two weeks I'm going to go in, and I know Trump is afraid of debating me all this. But <laughs> who are some wild cards that nobody is thinking about that could be potential stars in the 2024? Or we pretty much already know who it is. No one else is going to get into it. Yeah, I think we know who it is. You're going you're to see people pop up because they want to sell books. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, AOC pops in. I think it's a very low probability for Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, God. But she's, got, she's famous enough. Is she, she even she, 35? She will be, yes. And so she, she is eligible, I'm pretty sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But uh, uh, I think we know who it's going to be. Um, she's eligible by two weeks. She's going to be, yeah. she'll be 35 uh, October 13th of... Uh, Two weeks before election, so she's 33 right now. Actually, uh, I think it's uh, you have to be 35 before it being inaugurated, which means well, if so her birthday good. was the day before inauguration, I right. think that would still keep her uh, make her eligible. Very disappointing. Right, she's a Libra. Let's live in reality right now, for at least for now. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I think on, she's man. got 10 years for oh, yeah. people, first. Wait a minute, but they're going to vote her. That's she's a star. Gonna get the vote. Yeah, people, AOC is a star. It doesn't mean you have to agree with man, the politics. And everyone she's a star for the left. Yeah, you're right. And everyone laughed at Trump, and she is. If you see what will happen with an AOC, is I think. The media will prop her up as a star Democrat, which which uh, default liberals they're described as would just vote for. She will capture the progressive left in a way that no Democrat candidate can. Yeah, I mean, come on, Biden. Yeah, dude, Sleepy Joe is not going to cut it this time around. There's there's no pandemic and, and to, to to keep people uh, you know locked up. Yeah, and we uh, me and Adam had a well, we still haven't bet on it because you were in Vegas. You should have done it. We we bet that um, besides Biden. Gavin Newsom would probably be the guy to slide in. We just had another conversation, Tim. I don't want to say no names, but this guy looked at us and goes, do not be surprised if out of nowhere, Michelle Obama just yes. goes, you know what? Here I go. Because she's denied, denied, denied. Which one do you think is a more reasonable, like either uh, Michelle or, or Gavin? I or were they I, both? I, Gavin, people think Gavin is going to be the guy. I but I, you, you never know, man. And it, and it is relatively early, but I... 
I'm not so convinced Michelle Obama would want to do it, but I do think there's a very strong chance of winning. However, ask me a year or two ago, I probably would have said Michelle Obama would win in a landslide. And I mean that figuratively, not literally. I mean she'd win by like a strong margin. Uh, now, I'm not so convinced, you know— uh, I like to hang out at the, 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 the casinos on the, on the weekend and play poker. And I'm at MGM National Harbor. This, this is, is a, in West Virginia? No, it's, it's a great hotel, MGM National okay. Harbor. They, yeah, they just built it a few years ago. It's a beautiful location. Beautiful. On the water, yeah. incredible. In Maryland? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. It's, it's, I just stayed there. When it's I was just there. south of DC, yeah. but it is Maryland. It's yeah, a beautiful I, I location. I literally stayed there. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. A whole little area. This is, this, this is DC. Yeah. This is as blue as it gets. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sitting at a poker table. Not a single person at that table had anything nice to say about Joe Biden or Donald Trump. But they all said, yeah. I don't know, man. I can't vote for Joe Biden. And that felt to me kind of like a. I don't want to say I'll vote for Trump, but I'm probably going to vote for Trump if yeah. he's the guy. There's a, lot Biden of is... There's a lot of that going on. Let me give you another name because you live in West Virginia. You might like him. You might hate him. I don't know, but I'm going to throw this out there. I actually like your senator, Joe Manchin. Nobody likes him in West Virginia. But how does he keep getting elected? He's not going to get elected. A, no, 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 no. He's been elected you for the last 40 years. He's yeah. devastated. Hear me you out ruined here, this weekend, guys. Tim. Yeah, he's whether or not he gets elected for the fiftieth time. He goes to nightclubs wearing Joe Manchin shirts. Hundred percent. But he's been elected as a Democrat in the reddest state in the country, or one of the reddest states of the country, continually mm. as a Democrat. How does he do it? How does he continue to do it? I mean, I'm whether he continues or not, but he's done it already. The proof is in the pudding. Firstly, I'm in the Eastern Panhandle, which is an hour from DC. 15 minutes yeah. from Frederick, big cities, and it's it's like a it's like a moderate area that leans right, mm-hmm. and then you get into the core of West Virginia, and it is MAGA country. It's 86. percent I mean, granted, right. the people who live around me are all diehard Trump, uh, because this country used to be fairly moderate. Because Democrats and you, you look at Joe Manchin's politics, and he's fairly conservative in a lot of ways. Yeah. So back when he did run, I mean, what was it 2018? I think he got reelected. The, the, the country was relatively different, and people were still willing to say, yeah, Democrat, Republican. But now— You think we've changed that much Dude, in people won't even drink Bud Light. <clears throat> I'm, at, I'm at the casino. I'll punch you right in the face right now, Tim Cast. There, there, there's an old guy, and he's just like, I ain't drinking that. And I'm like, do you yeah. even know why you're not drinking that? It's just the culture wars have become yeah. so pronounced. That's why I was saying I think Peter Thiel's wrong about DeSantis. The, the hyperpolarization of this country is, is, is the conversation. So I just think— I go to I go to, I'm hanging out in West Virginia. There's not a single person I have ever met who says they would vote for Joe Manchin. You've got too many great options. You've got you Jim mean, Justice. You mean now, right now? Okay, got you. So you think things have transformed that much in the last four years? Yep. That someone who's been a Democrat in Manchin, MAGA if, country. If Manchin switches parties, yeah. he might stand a chance. Wow. Yeah. Nice. But you've got uh, Mooney, who I believe is running. He's the he represents West Virginia's first and. The, the Trump people love him. You have Jim Justice, the governor, who is term, term limited out, and he's going to run for Senate. And well, they've, they've elected him you know, to, to a term limit, so people seem to like him. I'm not going to pretend to know enough uh, everything about West Virginia politics. I've only been here for a couple of years. But just my general understanding from being there and talking to people, we actually just went to a dinner, a Republican dinner, uh, this past weekend. No one there likes me. Not a single person had anything nice to anything nice to say about him. They all are gunning for his job. Tim, you ruined Adam. Adam, on your way to Miami tonight, I want you to be listening to the song "Country Road." Take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, mountain (laughs) high. I got. I'm gonna come visit you. I got bad news for you. What? And this offends the people of West. That song's not about West Virginia. It's about Montgomery County, Maryland. Look at that. Oh, great. What do you mean? 
It says West Virginia in it, no? So what happened was the songwriters were driving through Montgomery County, Maryland, which is on the other side, yeah. and started singing the song, Country Roads Take Me Home, to the place where I belong, and then they were like, Montgomery County, no, nah, that didn't sound too good. West Virginia worked. <laughs> West Virginia. Yeah. And it worked. You have now broken my heart twice, twice buddy. in Joe one Manchin, podcast. And the one good song that I thought was about West Virginia. Oh, but my gosh. They then went, apparently the songwriters then went back and started doing research on, uh, so John Denver didn't write it, he performed it. The uh, the writers then went back and started researching words and, and places and things about West Virginia to put in the song. Uh. So the song is about West Virginia. It was inspired by Maryland. Gotcha. Well, Adam, did you hear the room? I heard a rumor too about the whole presidential race. That yeah. actually, you know, Pat Pat was actually born in Iran. Uh, <clears throat> that he's gonna he's gonna be trans. He's gonna self-identify as an American-born citizen and then run for uh, you can just president. Do that? That what, what do you mean? If I could change my gender, oh, why can't he change his? <laughs> that would gender? be the ultimate like, tweet. If you could do like gender change, why can't he say, "Hey, I was born here"? So. You got my vote. I identify as a natural, <laughs> natural born citizen. Natural yeah. born I'm, running, citizen. I'm announcing my. You're <laughs> trans American. Here's, here's what you do. The, the tactic is starting today. You need to start changing what natural born citizen means mm-hmm. one step at a time. So what does born even mean? Yeah. Born, <laughs> born, born doesn't mean when your body comes into this world. Are you? Are you? A, look, I mean, are you alive? Only after you're born are you alive in the womb of the mother. Exactly. And if you are, then what is born? So born must imply then your personal identification Mm -hmm. and experiences. Uh So if you're naturally experiencing of an American perspective, that does mean you're eligible for. And what does natural mean at this point? What does anything even mean? Were you farm raised? Were you uh, artificial intelligence? How did that happen? Wow. This is is how they uh, the the, the gender thing is 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 insidious. How how it happens? They start saying. Woman doesn't mean adult human female. It means something else. Then when you go back to laws that use the word woman, specifically to refer to females, it now has a different meaning because the culture changed the meaning of the words. That's the tactic. You know, I always say we did not create women's sports teams because sometimes people wear dresses. Mm -hmm. We created women's sport teams for females who have different bodies than males. Mm -hmm. But you see how they changed the definition of the word. Now a cultural, you know, woman is able to play in a female division because – the words are meaningless. Yeah. Let's change it up to a different story, and then we'll come back to RFK and a couple other Trump DeSantis before we wrap up. So Kanye West reportedly fires extremist Nick Fuentes from political team and uh, rehires Milo Yiannopoulos after Trump dinner rift. This is a story from uh, May 4th. It's a <coughs> Forbes uh, story, page 14. Let me go to it here. Let's see what Forbes has to say. Uh, here we go. Rapper and potential presidential candidate Connie Woods has reportedly fired White House uh, supremacist, <laughs> White House supremacist, Nick Fuentes, and reinstated right-wing prov- provocateur, provocateur Milo Yiannopoulos in his long-term, long-shot 2024 campaign. West has also reportedly ousted Ali Alexander, 2020 election denier and organizer of the Stop the Steal movement. Yiannopoulos allegedly sent emails to Fuentes and Alexander informing them they were terminated and had been and he had been appointed director of political <laughs> operations. West 2024 campaign has been marked by stops and starts. Last year, he ran for president and received only 0.04% of the popular vote nation- nationally. His business empire collapsed after he made a series of anti-Semitic comments uh, and praised that Adolf Hitler. Yiannopoulos <laughs> rose to prominence as an editor of Breibart News, but lost his job after video clips emerged of him saying it was possible for 13-year-old boys to have perfectly consensual sexual relations with adults. So what are your thoughts on the story? I think Milo Yiannopoulos is a genius. He's he he is planning things that you don't even know, and then he, they are, they are working. 
And I am not surprised to hear that he is once again working with Ye, because I wouldn't be surprised if this was his plan the entire time. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, it feels all a bit chaotic. But, you know, from, from what I know of Milo, from the conversations I've had with him, from what people have heard him talk about, you know this dude has a plan. You know, he, he's doing something. He's not just sitting there throwing dartboards at the wall. He's like, he's got something going on. What is that something? I don't know. I don't know. I think he wants revenge on Republic on the Republican establishment. I think he wants revenge um, for dedicating so much of his life to Trump, MAGA, and the conservative movement only to be insulted and thrown out. And I think he is particularly someone who's formidable and clearly has the means to strike back and, and be successful in doing so. I'm not saying it's like he's guaranteed to win whatever it is he is planning, but now here he is rehired by Kanye West. Yeah. Whatever his plan is, it seems to be working. You, you define this working? So yeah. Def oh, yeah. Define, define working. What is working? Well, I suppose it's if Miley Yiannopoulos is mad at the Republican establishment yeah. and then he gets Kanye West into the fray in politics and he gets you ever uh, the House GOP tweeted something like uh, Musk, Kanye, Trump or whatever. And then Ye goes on Alex Jones's show and starts praising Hitler, causing damage for the Republicans. Like, I think he's getting his revenge in some in some form. Like w working is I'll put I'll put it this way. If what he was doing wasn't working, we would not be talking about him. So I don't know what his plan is, but he has maintained his position and his influence and his effect. There you go. Kanye, Elon, Trump. They, they tweeted that out. They deleted it. Yeah. Now, I wonder how much Milo had to do with that. My, That's the I, I, House I Judiciary GOP. <clears throat> yeah. Kanye, like Elon, Elon Trump. Trump. What does that mean exactly? They were just saying, like, they. I guess they, they like these guys, right? Yeah. Elon was buying Twitter. Trump is Trump. Kanye was speaking out in support of Trump and things like that. And now, because there's, there's a fascinating thing that occurs in this country in, in terms of what I call cult, uh, uh, cultural context, the context of the time is not praising what Kanye said about Adolf Hitler. It doesn't matter. Because what the left will do is if, if you praise Kanye 10 years ago for being a great musician and you say that you think he's a genius, they will cut the date out and just take the tweet and say, you praised Kanye West. How dare you? Yeah. That's so funny. And you're like, that was 10 years ago. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That was during college dropout. Yeah. What's going well, on? Yeah, right? was, was, I loved him. Not how it works. Wow. They, they, they strip the context around. So uh, I'll give you an example. I once said, uh, there's a video of me where I'm like, I don't trust the New York Times. I trust Dave Rubin, right? If I'm if 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 I'm looking at this and Dave Rubin, I'm I'm not going to trust what the New York Times says. What they do is they cut that particular quote and they say, "Look how stupid Tim Pool is trusting Dave Rubin over New York Times." It was referring to one specific story. I can't remember exactly the details, but what'll happen is there will be a reporter reporting on your life, Patrick, and then your friend will come out and make a video saying, "Like, look, if I'm reading about this, I trust Patrick. I don't trust the New York Times." And then they're going to be like, how stupid of him to trust a podcaster over the, over the media. It's like, dude, the story was about him and the job he had. Why would I trust an external company about him personally? But what they do is they'll strip out the context to make it sound like you're speaking generally. Another example is I said, there's a clip of me going, Infowars is like a right-wing Huffington Post, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, Tim Pool actually thinks Infowars is credible news. The specific context of the story is there were journalists on the ground covering Donald Trump's rally. Their goal is to try and capture people the way Huffington Post do. Like... They're like a right-wing Huffington Post. So in one specific context, I'm saying this thing, they strip that out. That works. So what I, look, I, again, I don't, I don't know what, what Milo's plan is or what Ye's plan is for that matter. But if Milo is able to get himself into the highest 
like Kanye is what, probably the most famous guy on the planet or one of them. Mm -hmm. he's, he's got access. He's doing something. I, you just don't know. You just don't know what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, let's talk about what not working would be. We wouldn't be talking about it. We'd know where, we wouldn't know where he was. And the fact of the matter is there's probably 7 billion people you can't name whose plan is not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. We'll see what's going to add. A very interesting conversation with Milo uh, uh, one time six years ago, seven years ago in Florida. Uh, but, uh, you know, the guy's definitely a great marketer. Didn't he just start? So, Rob, you were telling me something about he started called Clinic. Uh, yeah, it's a conversion therapy clinic here in Florida, in Sarasota, I believe. Um, it is a... What does it do, Rob? I, I believe it... Conversion? Helps. Like conversion. Well, people from Democrats to Republicans? Uh, no. <laughs> so it comes in and slaps you in the head? Uh, from, I believe, homosexuality to heterosexuality. This you know, is Milo? Let me, They're bringing let me, him back? Let's, let's talk about how the media lies. Yeah. I had Milo Yiannopoulos on my show, and, I, and we talked about the media says you're straight now. Milo says, I never said that. Milo explained that he is a gay man who is Christian, recognizes that these behaviors and, and, and practices are bad, so he will abstain from them and thus be uh, celibate. The media, really? The media then Go back to his picture, Rob? The media then started reporting he's claiming he's now straight, but that is not what he said at all. And so I actually asked him, I was like, so you're still attracted to men? He's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, but you're not going to be hooking up with me. He's like, no, that's wrong. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you're celibate. He's like, yes. Oh, wow. So it's like that's a very different story to what then the media that, was, was saying. Yeah. How long does celibate last though for you? I mean, celibate for a week, a month? No, if he's being serious, Wait, he's go, go down to the story, Rob. Can we can we read this? Uh, right when cultural critic Milo Yiannopoulos came out last year, last week as ex-gay yeah. and is now preparing to open a controversial con conversion therapy facility in Florida, the Post has in an interview with the Post, the former Breitbart news editor revealed his plans to launch a rep uh, uh, what is that? Reparative. reparative therapy clinic to help other people go through the same journey as I am on myself, despite the lack of data showing the effectiveness of the exercise. Ask him what, it, what sense he is ex-gay. Yiannopoulos told the Post that he is an ongoing process of trying to reorient his homosexuality, but for now is in a stage of abstinence and enjoys using the term to troll his critic. He just tells you what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ex-gay. Right. I still think a conversion therapy place for Democrat to Republican is pretty funny. What is a conversion <laughs> therapy place? Is it a strip club? Is that kind of like, no, is it like oh, a just, clinic just, where... Just a bunch of girls and you're like, just like this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that would be. Like, no, it's not <laughs> what's working against me. Do you guys consider yourselves right-wing conserv or conservative? I, I'm a registered independent, you know, total supportive capitalist. Uh, and conservative beliefs when raising kids. Do you are, have? Do you bring in leftist guests to come on the show? Oh my All God! David Packman was here a couple months ago. We oh. had Kyle Sam Kulinski. Cedar, Kyle Kulinski. We had Jenk Uger. Uh, we had oh, uh, wow. Sam Cedar uh, five weeks ago. We had Andrew Yang. Uh, Trotsky. We had Andrew Yang. We have uh, Trotsky. No, no, well, not Trotsky. <laughs> What's the, uh, wow. Uh, uh, we got him. <laughs> no, Noam Chomsky. <laughs> Did I say Trotsky? Trotsky. Everybody's like, what the hell? We had Karl Marx at yeah. one point. We had Karl Marx here. We got all the big ones, Company baby. had a necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> brought him back in. We actually yeah. brought an exorcist. The yeah. number one exorcist of the Catholic <laughs> Church. Yeah. And he talked about how he saw body yeah. elevate. Yeah. yeah. When they were oh, why do you exorcism. ask that, though? Uh, it, it's it's almost impossible for us to get these people to come on the show. They just won't do it. You had our friend Destiny. No, on you know recently. who we had on. Yeah, Destiny Vosh. We just had Lance from the Surfs. Sam Cedar wants to come on, but I think he's one of the most disingenuous human beings in the space. So, like, I invited. I think you should still have him on. 
Well, I invited him, and then he used it against us as a weapon, so I just, he's cut off. Got it. And okay. he's, he's also, I can tell you this, I love saying this, by the way, there are some other high-profile podcasts that have completely boycotted him, and I've, he's like complained about this, not understanding why, and I know why, but he's considered widely in the space to be, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of stupid to say, but grifter. We've uh, heard similar things. I'll, I'll well, leave me, it I'll, at that. I'll, I'll tell you the story. I tweeted, hey, we often invite leftist guests on our show, and they just don't come on, so... He responded, I'll come on the show. I tweeted something like, it's, a, it's live in studio. We'll cover your costs, travel and accommodation. One works for you. He says, how's the 13th? I say, that works perfectly. He says, okay. I was like, we'll DM you. Immediately DM him. And he says, I'm not coming on your show. And then I was like, okay. Then he goes on his show and makes a claim against me. Or he starts tweeting about me and trying to back out or something like that. Turning it into some grift where he could rally his audience. You know what he did? The majority report took the song we released only ever wanted and ran it through a filter to make it sound bad and then made fun of us for having bad music. Like, the dude legit is fake. And it wasn't him personally. It was his people who, who, who put a filter on our song to make it sound bad. But, like, that's a really good example of what you get when you watch someone like Sam Cedar. Listen, we've had a lot of people on. We had a, a Roland Martin on Roland here Martin. four months Jeez. ago, which was an incredible conversation. Back and forth nonstop the entire time. It was uncomfortable from the second to the last second, literally. But it was one of my favorite conversations of the year. And... Uh, uh, we get, you know, every time you have somebody on, people will text you and say, oh, I cannot believe you're having that person, this person's this. Ever. I've never had anybody on that I got that many text messages as Sam Cedar, and I don't know why. People, and, and negative? Not good. Not well, good. so I'll, not good. I will say, yeah. in terms of media industry stuff, I don't want to put anybody on the spot. I'll just say, and Sam will probably hear this, there are high-profile producers and media people who have told me explicitly he's blacklisted. Because why though? Because there was this period where I can I can speak in, in in one circumstance. Yeah, there was a period where he made a ridiculous amount of videos about Dave Rubin, and it got really creepy. I guess and I don't know a lot about it. I don't know how many videos he made, but there was a period where people were just like, "This guy's got an, a weird grift going on where he just tries to do drama," and the 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 perspective I suppose was, "What look what happened to me." When I said, hey, come on the show, he turns it into drama for his audience. Look what happens when I, I, we released a song called Only Ever Wanted. Mm -hmm. And then his people ran it through this weird filter so it sounded awful. And they mocked us and insulted us. Like, that's the fake. I, I, that's my experience. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine that many others had a very, I mean, are these all Majority Report Ruben clips? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it just keeps going like, and going well, well, and going. He's obsessed Tim, with them. Let, let me right. ask you this. To use the uh, metaphor that Milo Yiannopoulos, we're still talking about him. He's getting names. Is he kind of taking a page out of that book, Sam Cedar? It's like, we're talking about him. How oh, good for work? him. Good for him. I don't know. You know, like one of the best shows I think we've ever done was just the other day with Lance from the Surf's TV. Uh, I think his views are wrong. I think I, I think he's wrong. But it was funny. We had fun. He, he brought a tall boy Bud Light and cracked it open on the show. He gave his opinions, which we all like countered, and then we were laughing together. I thought he, he was a good dude with bad views. I, and some views evil. Well, by but, the way, know, like, mean, trying, Sam, right? Sam Cedar sat down here and he said, uh, you know, I think... You know, holy crap! Is it 168? Oh Keep going. How many videos crap. are there? That's as far as But you know what else? But, but, but let me. But, but wow. Let me ask you this though: When you see something like this, what do you think about when a guy's done 167 reaction videos on one person? He loves you. you. Get a personal well, vendetta. Loves you. I mean, you, that's not a, a good look. If you pull up me and you pull up David Pakman, you're going to find Biden and Trump 
thousands of videos probably. And uh, it's fine. If you pull up my channel, you might find a, a couple dozen about the Young Turks, mostly because I'll respond to them saying something about me. Right. But this is like the Dave Rubin Review podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's crazy. That's pretty wild. So, so this was this is, this is one thing I was told explicitly that they were like, we don't know what his deal is, but wow, he's got a lot of Dave Rubin videos, and that kind of is like the perspective. Look, he gets a lot of video, views from me. He has a lot of videos about me too. I don't know how many videos he has about me, but the perception is he is not a good faith individual trying to have a political argument. He's trying to WWE style fan his 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 audience into into. Would you say that he's a troll? I mean, look at this. Like, like, come on. Look at that. Here's, look, scroll up. Look at that picture of me where they use Photoshop on yeah, my that, face. Well, that doesn't even look like you. Who is that? That's you. Tim Pool is a lying coward. Okay, you know, sure, whatever. But, uh, but I will tell you though, to me, this is this is look not at this a... Tim Pool haunted by Thanos. So, what so the let, hell? let me let me tell you this story too. It's a really good. Oh, they got another one from yesterday. Uh, so look at that. Tim Pool claims he's not conservative. Shredded by Lance from the service. So uh, I had a conversation with Sam Cedar. This is the biggest, one of the biggest challenges for me trying to talk with people like Sam Cedar. I say, Sam, um, I think we were talking about healthcare. This is years ago. It's like five years ago. And actually, first thing I'll say, Sam Cedar was the first person in media to ever shout me out and 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 and. Uh, um, uh, uh, positively comment on my work. So shout out to him. And uh, so we're having a, a conversation and I said, it sounds like your views are utilitarian as opposed to like deontological mor morality. And his response was something to the effect of, I don't know what that means. And then I'm like, okay, like Thanos, for instance, like, let me, let me, let me bring this down to a, a, an, 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 uh, an analogy. Thanos in Avengers is a utilitarian. I will sacrifice half of the universe to save the other half maximizing the amount of good. Deontological morality, you cannot take an immoral action, period. The, the, the idea that you would commit an immoral action against an individu individual is wrong. You can't cross that line. In doing so, he turned it into a meme, say, and then got all of his people to start tweeting at me nonstop because they didn't understand this, and I tried to relate to them. They insulted me for it. I'm like, that's what Sam Cedar does. Mm -hmm. Instead of having a good faith conversation and saying, I now understand your point, or I'm sorry, I don't understand the reference. He makes videos like that. People don't, people don't like it. You know what I mean? Like his audience might like it. It's WWE style politics. And so there's higher, higher format shows that are just like, we, we, want, we don't associate with this guy. And I think he knows it. And I think what you were just saying about getting those messages, he knows it. And he, and he complains about it a lot. It's like, bro, clean your act up. And stop doing this stuff. And maybe you might find some redemption. But you know what? Far be it for me to tell you to stop doing what works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm sure the dude's making a million bucks or something. So let me ask you. We got a super chat here. Someone's asking, <clears throat> how much of a super chat will it take for Tim to remove his beanie? What's that all about? It's because I always wear the beanie. Oh, okay. It's I love like, it. It's, it's like it's, 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 How look. much of a super chat would it take? No, it's not going to happen. It's my... It's my <laughs> okay, I got you. It's, it's like... Tom, it's, I don't know what that... It's my brand. I you got know? You. By the so, way, do you, do you have a beanie sponsorship nope. and in, we uh, do have someone who's making them for uh for us but are you selling a beanie do you sell that as a no. merch or no no but everyone wants us to uh but uh, the long story short of it is i am bald like it, that, that's not a secret i don't know uh but people say things like i wear it because of that uh i've always worn the beanie since i was a teenager skateboarding and then slowly the hair starts disappearing you know that's just what happens but uh, i actually met uh a guy in uh, after occupy wall street who worked for puff daddy who said to me after I got all this press attention and I was featured in Time Magazine, he was like, never lose, it. Never, never take that off. So no, $100,000 super chat is not going to do it. 
I mean, I got to be completely honest, dude. That doesn't move the needle, needle for me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, think about it. I like, I like that, dude. How many beanie babies? <laughs> but but would you have to tell? But let me let me put it this way. I love it. I've been. In, I was invited to a. I'll just keep it simple. A high-profile black tie affair for the Democratic Party, and I said, "Wonderful! I will show up in my standard attire." And the response was, "It's a black tie affair." And then I said. Yes, I'm going to show up wearing a hoodie and, and jeans. And they said, well, then you can't come. I was like, then I won't go. And I'm like, what, what is it worth it to me to wear a suit to go to your, your party? It's, just not, it's not worth it. Would you wear the suit but keep the beanie on, though? I will never wear a suit. Straight up. Never wear a suit. It's just that's yeah. your line in the sand. Suits, nope, they're not happening. No suits, beanie not for happen. life. You don't, own, you don't even own one. I do not own a suit. I will not wear a suit. Uh, as formal as I will get is a Volcom shirt with the sleeves rolled up. I have a blue <laughs> so one. So this is as, most, as formal as you get. This is this is fairly formal for me. Thank you for dressing up in, for the in a few hours. I will be wearing shorts and on a, a t-shirt with on no a, beanie on a boat and flip flops on that. a boat. Okay, on, on so a, let's is do the this. beanie going to be on the boat? No, no. Oh, beanie's I'm gonna, off. I'm going to be on a jet ski in the water. He's off. Beanie's off. Good for you. you know, but this basically is my suit. You know, like what I mean? I'm not mad at it, dude. Right, RFK Jr. Let's wrap it up with RFK and we'll, we'll, we'll be done. RFK Jr. vows to pardon Snowden, Assange, and other whistleblowers if affected, if elected. RFK, Democratic presidential candidate, vowed to pardon Julian Assange, Snowden, and other whistleblowers if he's elected as president. Uh, the America I love doesn't imprison, imprison dissidents. Kennedy believes that the U.S. actively uh, persecutes journalists and whistleblowers, and he intends to investigate the corruption and crimes they exposed. WikiLeaks gained widespread attention in 2010 after publishing a series of leaks provided by U.S. Army intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning, revealing previously unreported incidents involving the U.S. military killing civilians in Afghanistan and Iraq wars, which led to criminal investigations against the organizations and Julian Assange. What are your thoughts on what RFK is saying here? Donald uh, Trump Jr. called into my show and said, we have to pardon Assange and Snowden. At this point, they've, you know, we, we know, and, and that's a simple version of it. That is probably one of the most important things for me in terms of who I'm going to vote for. If you put all the presidential candidates up, candidates up on stage... And they all say we will not pardon Assange, and RFK says he will. I'm voting for him. Julian, wow. Julian Assange is an, is an active assassination. Julian Assange is a journalist. He was falsely accused of, of uh, sex crimes, which were it's fabricated garbage and nonsense. They've since been dropped. They use it as a pretext to stop him from doing the work that he was doing because he was exposing corruption. He was running a journalistic organization that received leaks and then published them the same as any other newspaper. They forced him to be uh, into the Ecuadorian embassy for a decade where he's been slowly dying, and they tried destroying his name. It is such an egregious action of evil that uh, it's one of the most important issues to me in terms of what someone can do. Now, a lot of people have said, Tim, do a fundraiser for him, and I'm like, oh, there's only so much I can do in terms of the one issue of Julian Assange. But uh, his pardon is absolute in, as far as I'm concerned. Snowden, eh, Snowden flip a coin for me. He should probably be pardoned, but uh, it's not the same. Edward Snowden is not a whistleblower. He's a leaker. He grabbed a collection of documents, and he released them to the press without knowing what they were. Very, very different from blowing the whistle. Julian Assange is not a whistleblower or a leaker. He's a journalist who received information and then published it, and so they literally destroyed everything that made him who he was. Yep. Evil to yep. an insane and, degree. And it's crazy, Tim, how they always use the sexual assault thing with, like, with him, with Andrew Tate, with Brett Kavanaugh. It's always like, oh, you did something to a woman, and nobody even... That's it. You're, they're, you're they're, finished. Well, they're smart, right? You yep. go you go back in time, you take a look at uh, Martin Luther King Jr., you take a look at JFK, and whatever you think about them, they've become immortal. Their ideas, their words, they have they they they, they can never be stopped. I think the deep state understood that uh, whether they were involved or not, 
after watching that happen, saying, hey, you know, if you kill somebody, you're going to make them a hero. What do you got to do? You got to character assassinate them, destroy their legacy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you do is you go for the most reprehensible because in the United States, sex crimes are considered particularly heinous. Well, there you go. Julian Assange is falsely accused of rape. The media then lies in lockstep with each other. He's then detained for questioning. He says, if I stay here, they're going to extradite me to the United States. So he flees to the Ecuadorian embassy. Lo and behold, under Donald Trump, it's Donald Trump who did this and he was wrong to do it. They are trying to extradite Julian Assange. And so is the Biden administration. Now, I asked Trump Jr., will your dad pardon Julian Assange? And he says, or should we, something to the effect, he said, yes, we have to do it at this point. We know about the corruption. I believe him. When Donald Trump said that the biggest threat we face is not China, it's, it's the deep state. It's the bureaucratic. It's the, it's the intelligence agency that lied to the American people. You got this, this, this letter that came out. Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken were effectively uh, Mike Morrell, that they told the press that the intelligence agency said that Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinfo. Total fabrication. The intelligence agency's former colluded to mislead the American public. These people are evil. They want power. They will get it at whatever cost. They lied about Trump every step of the way. When Trump Jr. says we're going to pardon these guys, this is what I like about a Trump second term. The revenge, I believe it. And I'm not saying he's going to like go and just be recklessly destroying things. I think he's going to go in, he's going to pull up his tie, and he's going to be like, pardon for that guy, a pardon for that guy, and you're fired, and you're fired, and you're fired. I'll take what I can get. But I, but I, I feel it. I believe it. Uh, I could be wrong. I've been, I was, I was, I've been wrong many, many times when it comes to politicians. But my worst case scenario is if Trump gets elected, the world's not going to end. I think the worst case scenario is he builds a wall. He puts more fencing up on the border. Mm -hmm. he, he brings car factories to Michigan. I'm like, you look at what he did in his first term, and I'm like, okay, is that the worst case scenario? I'm like, like you, under Biden, we're looking at nuclear war. You know, you know what I like about what's going on? Here's one thing I like uh, uh, is the fact that Trump or DeSantis, at this point, Trump's got a 40-point lead, 35-point lead, whatever the number is. These, there, there's a couple guys that are bringing up topics that's resonating with voters that I think is going to be a great case to pay attention to to run on for 2024. Vivek being one of them, I would be watching exactly. Uh, I'd have my guys pull up a report on the top 20 messages Vivek has given and what's resonating the most, and I would bring him in because I think he's making very good case on woke, on ESG, on DEI. That messaging is resonating. There's an audience for that. I think RFK is talking about certain things that's. You, you can watch and see how the audience is reacting for that as well. That can help out for the 2024 election. I think these two guys are very important. By the way, the guy that's supporting Shiva gave another $500. Wow. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, um, this is another person, apparently. That's another $500. Gave $500 and Jesus. says, you guys don't. <laughs> he says, does PBD and TP have the balls to host this debate, or will it be? Will they grift off four years later on posture? So we're saying, Dr. Shiva is running for U.S. president. He's issuing a challenge to Elon Musk, Tucker Carlson, RFK, three of these to address the lies, deception, and contradictions on free speech, censorship, and vaccines. So let me, let, let, I want to say, can I say something? Go for it, yeah. If someone super chats into my show and says, you're going to grift, you're a coward, why won't you host these debates? I just scroll. If someone super chats me and says, big fan of the show, you have a tremendous opportunity, Dr. Shiva's fantastic, please consider him, I'll say, can you guys look into Shiva and see, if, see what we can do there? But, I'm, but I want to make a point to you, and I'm glad you said that. Just a thought for you, Chris, for you to be thinking about. You just spent $1,000. We appreciate it. Thank you. It'll go into the Valuetainment Fund to go make that offer even thicker for Tucker Carlson. Yes. So you just made a thousand dollars. million and I thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I will tell you. 
I sense a trend with people who support him. Him and I had a conversation together three years ago. We got on a phone call. We talked. Pull him up. To, 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 no, I don't, I don't, don't pull him up. No, no, don't pull him no, up. Just, Rob, don't do that. No, Adam, don't do that. Sorry. No. To, 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 there's, there's a part of me that I will host anybody. I will host anybody. We had Antonio Brown here disrespecting. No problem. I'm curious. We'll have uh, 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 Roland Martin here. Constant from the beginning to the end was uncomfortable. No problem. We'll have a lot of different people that are beyond that we agree with, disagree with, any of that stuff. We had Slavoj Žižek, who's a communist. I had professor from UC Riverside or you know Riverside Community College, who's a full-blown communist professor there, who says the two greatest leaders of our generation are Mao and who was the other person? He Stalin. said Mao and Stalin. I said, I said, if a kid is 22 years old watching this right now and he's aspiring one day, his life to become a major player in the world. Would he be better for society to be the next Jeff Bezos or the next Stalin Mao? He says it's not even close. Wow. He is better for society to be the next Mao or Stalin than to. This is what this it's professor real. from wow. Riverside Community College said, and it's got a million views. It was one of the best conversations we had. I had. Who's the guy that said we give all our employees seventy thousand dollars a year? And then Dan, Dan Price, Price, I think, is his name, and he came out. Uh, you heard all these stories about what's happening with them. But we had him on hour and a half conversation. It was. Complete opposite side politically, philosophically. I said, if you're so noble, who owns 100% of your company? He says, I do. I said, if you're really noble, why don't you give all your employees 1% equity? Boom. Because that's how... Did, did you ask him how much profit he takes at the end of the year? Oh, uh, we valued yeah. the company on the video. And he said, I said, you're a rich man. He has a smirk <laughs> on his face. I said, why don't you give equity? He says, you know what? That's a good point. I'll consider it. I said, <laughs> I said uh, uh, okay. So, but here's the point. As long as you're not arrogant, disrespectful... You know, thinking you know it all, you're above everybody else, and you can't have a civil conversation, I, you're just not my kind of guy, man. So if, if you can do all the other stuff. But by the way, even Sam Cedar, when he came, you know what's crazy? Anything people said about Sam Cedar, a, I walked away and said, I enjoyed the conversation. And to my face, he's sitting right here saying, I think you're just about there where you're too rich and we should not allow you to get any money above this number. And then Vinny says, so you're saying nobody should be a billionaire. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. 99% tax. I think he no said problem. he would execute you. Yeah. He, <laughs> wait, what? No, no, he's not kidding. Yeah, I'm not, he's yeah, not kidding. We should he, kill the billionaires, basically. Yeah. Not you, though, Pat, but, yeah. you know, and, that kind of a but, thing. But the, but the point is, I, I think, yeah, I think there's, a, there's a part of persuasion. I think it's evil. There's a part of persuasion. Well, there's, a, there's, a, there's a part of persuasion to use charm, charisma to get others. Vivek was on uh, uh, one of the last shows that, uh, what's his name? Did? Don Lemon? Don Lemon. Oh, it was, it was horrible. Please say the name correctly. Don, Don Lemon. My bad. And I apologize. He had him on the show, Sorry. and they're talking. And Don kept trying to insult him. Uh, well, you know, as a black man, I've been a black man. My, as a black man, as a, he said, yeah, look, yeah. I understand this philosophical differences. I have an opinion on this. No, I totally can respect that. He kept saying this and saying this. You know what you made me made you think about? You're like, you know what? That's what everybody can learn from on how to handle. Now that's his approach, Vivek. Yeah. Okay. And you have to respect the fact that he's going everywhere. Anyways, that's the only thing for you to be thinking about. Aside from that, we would house anybody. Just be respectful about your approach. And uh, we would be more than happy to have the conversation with you. When you're thinking you're above everybody, you're Smarter than everybody. It's just not attractive. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you talked about it with the Dan Price thing came yeah. up, but I really just want to say it. 
a lot of my friends were like, oh, wow, he's giving all these salaries to everybody, and he lowered his salary down too. And I said, do you know how taxes work when you're getting passive income profits versus salary? He's probably saving, what is it, 7.5% on uh, Social Security or, or, or Medicaid tax or something. There's a cap on it. But uh, I go through this with my accountant. They're like, you have to pay yourself a reasonable salary, then take profit. You can't pay yourself too less, uh, too little. Otherwise, the IRS says you're just trying to avoid paying taxes by taking it as profit instead of salary. But what if you do a big political statement where you're like, I'm humbly going to reduce my salary. Now they, they can't touch you and you're saving a decent, like a you know, near double digit percentage in your taxes by taking it all as profit instead of you know, personal income. There's many ways to do it. The way they want to do it is punish. It doesn't work when you punish. It works when you incentivize. Incentives moves people. Punishments don't. My kids right now, they both have a straight A and Tico did not have a straight A. Dylan's every, his worst grade right now is 95%. You know why? Because he's got such great incentive system in our household where the progressive tax works backwards. <laughs> you get incentivized by doing better. I love that. So you know, you, uh, finish this. I don't want to no, no, you, you can go ahead. When I was a kid, we would get five bucks for every A in our report card, yeah. three for every B, one for every C, and nothing for Ds and Fs. Okay. And so we really wanted to get straight A's. Yeah. And then we'd get 50 bucks, we'd go buy Legos. See? And then you dropped out of 14 years old. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they changed the compensation structure. See? Mom's like, you know what? Now we're giving it five bucks for Fs. And if you drop out, it's $1,000. I don't know what happened there, but I, I agree with you. It was like the best thing I could have done. Uh, uh, listen, you're talking to a guy that technically was never in high school. One point at GPA, that, that and, I, and I'm doing okay. So, yeah. anyways, hey, uh, gang, listen, if you enjoyed this as much as we did, looking at the numbers here, obviously the commentary, you guys love this guy. Uh, subscribe to the channel, and not only subscribe to our channel, Rob. Let's put his channel. Which one do you? If we had to pick one of them, which one would be the main one you want to drive to? Timcast IRL. Timcast IRL. We have at the top, but Rob, put it in the chat, put it in description, and put it in comments. Gang, go subscribe uh, to Tim's uh, YouTube channel. On top of that, Tim's got a book as well, uh, the Tales from the Inverted World: Ghosts of Civil War, as well, as well as a new song that just came out. Bright Eyes that's available on iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. We have all of that in the description for you to, uh, for you to go find. Uh, but this was a blast, man. The book is by Shane Cashman. Okay. And he went down looking for the lost Confederate gold. And so we, we, our, our company released it, but uh, shout out to Shane, who's the author and, and the adventurer who went. And it's great. The story you published is nuts. it. It's written by Re- Shane. Written by Shane, published by Tim. We're going to put that there as well. Tim. Uh, good having you on, bro. Absolutely. This was great. Thank you. Gang, have a great weekend. We'll Man. do this again next week. Take care. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. It's just-